0: We are One Church. We love God, love people, love his mission, and love his church. Welcome to the One Church Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. It's great to have you here. It's great to have you listen. I pray you'll be really blessed today as you listen, as you enjoy this podcast. Now, here is a little bit of encouragement for you. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. And that's from Psalm 29, verse 11. I just to encourage you that um, the Lord in that particular Psalm, it speaks about the voice of God. And it speaks about the voice of God doing so many powerful things. But then it speaks right at the end about the Lord giving strength to his people. The Lord blessing his people with peace. So I just want to encourage you today that the Lord has strength for you and the Lord has peace for you. So be blessed with strength and be blessed with peace. Now, Pastor James continues with the second part of the Paraklesis series, recorded on Sunday, March 12th, at the Central site.
2: The aim of this Paraclesis series is is, is to further equip us, really, as the whole church, to care for one another by coming alongside each other, and to really release the pastor gift across the whole church. If you remember, we're looking at uh, the Ephesians 4 gifts. At this particular time, we're looking at the pastor gift. And uh, we we heard last week from Pastor Susan, just to recap, Paraclesis is a Greek word. Uh, It's meaning to come alongside someone to help, to entreat, to give assistance, to aid, care, comfort, support, all those things. And that's what that word means. And so this, this series really is about further uh, supporting and equipping and empowering everyone in one church to care for one another we know there's lots of brilliant care that goes on in one church already that, that's fantastic we love that we champion that but there's always room for more care uh, for one another because that's the way God designed it us designed us intended us to live and uh, Pastor Susan last week as she introduced it really she talked about a lot of the phrase she used was one anothering and we see it all in God's words. I won't go through it all, but uh, some of the verses that she referred to: be at peace with one another, love one another, be, be devoted to one another, in honor, prefer one another, live in harmony with one another, not pass judgment on one another, bear with one another, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgive one another. You get the you get the impression, right? A lot, a lot of, uh, a whole load of one anothering, uh, looking after one another. And the foundational scriptures of, for this series, just to remind us, comes from uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 5. they will come up on the screen. I'm going to read it just to give a, uh, a reminder of the context of what we're doing here. It says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. Amen. Let me just pray before I launch any further. Father, thank you, Lord, for your presence with us here this morning. Thank you for the privilege of being church, Lord, being able to worship you. Thank you for already speaking into our lives. Lord, we love it when we hear from you. And Father, we know that you're... Love and compassion for us is so deep. And Father, we just pray this is, over these next few minutes as we uh, look at your word again, Lord, that you would speak to us. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear what it is you want to say to every single one of us in the room uh, today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. So uh, this is uh, uh, week two of this series. And uh, today is all about journeying we're thinking about what it means to journey alongside others and we'll we'll be reminded partly through today that our own journey, the journey we're on in life, is a gift that can be used to help one another. So God uses our own personal journey to come alongside others to help them on their journey. Thinking about journeys, I'm sure we can all bring to mind particular uh, significant journeys that maybe you've had in your own life. When I was thinking about journeys, I, I thought about a couple of examples. One one journey that sticks in my mind was um, some years ago we went as a family to uh, Jersey, one of the Channel Islands, and we went on uh, we went on the ferry. Uh, anyone else been to Jersey? Uh, Guerns is, is better. Well, thanks for that. I, I don't know. I've never been, but anyway, we went on the ferry and. Obviously, we get on the boat. We didn't have a cabin. We were in the, uh, we're in the you know, just the, the plebs seating. Just, uh, so I think we found a seat. Uh, let, let's just say it started off smooth, but the, the sea got a little bit rough as, uh, as we began to uh, cross, cross the channel. And then it got, very, or shall I say, very rough to the extent that um, most people were sitting or lying on the floor if they weren't throwing up a lot of people were throwing up, it's got, it's got to be said. But you know, if, you, if, if you're ever in that situation, um, the, the best thing is to you know, sit down or lie down. And I remember at one point going out onto the deck just to you know, just have a look. I was just curious how, 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 how rough it was. Let's just say the waves were, were pretty massive. But then I had to lie down again so that I didn't throw up. How, I mean, I know we had four kids at a time. Well, at least a few of them were throwing up. Let's just say it wasn't very nice. Anyway, you see why well, that journey stuck in my mind. Uh, the, another journey that stuck in my mind was when we went to uh, we traveled as a family over to France, so two of my brothers uh, currently live in France, and um, we decided to drive. We thought that would, that, that would be a good idea. We, uh, uh, it was a previous car that we had. It didn't have an inbuilt sat-nav, so uh, you know, it was quite planned. We, uh, we borrowed a, a sat-nav from a friend, so we crossed, we crossed in the ferry. And that uh, that was a smooth crossing, thankfully, and um, we we got to the other side and put put the address in the sat nav. And obviously, I, I mean, I wasn't too familiar with sat navs at the time, but uh, l- let's just say it took us on a fairly roundabout route. I think it, actually, I think at the beginning, you know, you get an option say toll roads, motorways, whatever. And I thought, oh, well, we're not going to pay for toll roads. We'll just we'll just go, we'll just go we'll just go on the, uh, the the cheap route. Well, that was a bad mistake. Uh, let 's just say the journey took somewhat longer than we had anticipated, and uh, on the way back, uh, we definitely paid for the toll roads so yes, the more of that story is if you go to France, yeah, just just cash out a bit and uh, have a have a smoother journey, yes, and i 'm sure many of you have got journeys that you probably remember. But as a read through the Gospels will show us that Jesus continually journeyed with others. He was committed to them and uh, those around him through the highs and the lows of everyday life. And the the facts are, we know, don't we? Uh, If we're, we're living in this world, life has ups and downs, but in it all, God can use us to bring great hope to others. You know, often just by joining someone else on that, their journey, that brings them great encouragement. And I love this account that we're going to look at right now. It's from, if you've got your Bibles, we're in Luke 24. And we're going to read from verses 13 to 34. And it's the journey to Emmaus. And it starts off that same day. And by by the way, that, that same day, it's the day that Jesus has uh, risen from the dead. Just to give it a bit of context. So... That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. And as they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning. and They came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing and they had seen angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, and sure enough his body was gone just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people. You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Uh, By this time, they were nearing Emmaus and and the end of their journey. So Jesus acted as if he was going on. But they begged him, stay the night with us since it is getting late. So he went home with them. And as they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. And suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within, within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. They found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them, who said, the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. Oh, man. I love, it's, it's a brilliant account. It's, a lot of it makes me smile. I'll, I'll say a few bits in a moment, but uh, it, it's just a brilliant account of these two disciples journeying to Emmaus and Jesus coming alongside them. So as as we're thinking about journeying today, journeying along with others, supporting others, there's a few things I just want to home in on. But the first thing is I want to talk about is the start of the journey, the start of any journey. Uh, naturally speaking, it's always a good idea, obviously, to prepare well for any uh, journey that we go on. I don't know if some of you, uh, obviously, there's probably many in the room that have gone uh, abroad at some point but I mean how, how many of you are people that prepare in such a way that maybe six months before you go abroad you you get your passport out right and you you have a look at your passport and make sure uh, the expiry date is not before you go some, some of you are uh, some of you prep like that that's fantastic I'm guessing there's others in the room that two weeks before you're about to go you go to the drawer, you get your passport out and realize oh dear it's expiring next Monday And uh, without it, I'm a bit stuffed. And then you go through the whole uh, fast track service of getting your passport renewed. I've got to say, it's a good idea to prepare well before we go on a journey. So the starting place uh, for all of this, uh, just to be a bit of context, is, is those verses from 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 5. And it says, God is our father and the source of all comfort. All praise to God, the father, our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful father and the source of all comfort. So to be blunt, before we start on the journey, we need to be plugged in to the source to get its energy, to get his energy for our lives. We're not going to get very far on our journey, either for ourselves or with journeying alongside others, if we're not plugged into the source. It may seem a simple point, but it's worth reminding ourselves. We drive uh, an electric car and uh, it needs plugging in, right? It, uh, it needs plugging into the source to get its energy energy. Uh, It needs plugging into the power, into the electricity so that it's charged up before we can go on a journey. No electric in the car equals no power, which equals no journey. Right. So we need to be the car needs to be plugged in. And likewise, in our lives, if we're going to help people on the journey, if we're going to travel effectively on our own journeys, we need to be plugged into the source. And that is God. God is our merciful father and the source of all comfort. So if we're going to be people that come alongside others and provide comfort for them, we've got to have that in ourselves first, right? We've got to be plugged into the source. He is our source, our strength, our shield. You know, I know in my own life, if I've uh, lacked time in God's presence, then, uh, then I know I end up functioning not as smoothly as I should. And I hear a whisper from God, hey, James, just come and have some time with me. I'll fill you up again. I'll I'll give you the resources you need. I'll give you the power you need. I hear that whisper and I you know, spend some more time in his presence. So number one, very simply at the start of the journey, before we even set out, we need to be plugged into the source of all comfort. Yeah. And secondly, we need to be we need to be on the day to day journey. Uh, We need to be intentional about engaging on the journey and coming alongside others so the second point is this the day-to-day journey verse four from that corinthians passage says he comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort others when they are troubled we'll be able to give them the same comfort that god has given us so we've had time in god's presence we're we're plugged into the source Uh, we've got comfort from him we've got his power and then we can help others with that on their journey And in this passage that we read from Luke's gospel, we read about the two disciples journey to Emmaus and Jesus joins the disciples on their journey. He was intentional. They're on this journey and and Jesus joined them. And when when Jesus joined them, you read the passage, they were pretty dejected, confused. Uh, In fact, they were pretty disillusioned and downcast, to be honest. And we read, As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. So Jesus joined them on their journey. And it's the same for us. We've got to be intentional about joining someone on their journey so that we can help them. So Jesus was on the disciples journey with them. He's right there beside them. He was listening. I think he was probably, Jesus was probably having a bit of chuckle to himself as he he joined these disciples it's such a funny account I know there's there's a slight caveat in here because in one of the beginning verses it says that actually God uh God made it so that they didn't recognize him so you know fair play to them but it, it made me laugh when I read them one of them Cleopas replied you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there in the last few days and so here's these two disciples they're, they're talking to the God of the universe. The one who was raised from the dead knows all things. And they say to him, you must be the only one that doesn't know what's going on, mate. Like, Jesus definitely knew what was going on. But, but I get it. It had been hidden from their eyes. But I, I found it funny. So Jesus was on the journey. He was right, right, right there beside them. Uh, so journeying alongside, doing, doing the day to day with other people starts by actually just by showing up and being there for someone. It does. It's really deep. And when we are there, it's not it's not about talking about ourselves if we're joining alongside someone and we're not wanting to take over. We're not bringing our needs, our agenda. We're just being there for someone else. Right. Can I just say when we when we do come alongside someone that God's calling us to come alongside, we're not there to tell them about our issues, our problems. You know, we listen to them and they say, oh, I'm going through this. And don't immediately jump in and say, oh, yes, I've been through you know some some real bad times like that. We're there, we're there to journey with them to listen. Of course, our experience might help them later on. But first of all, we're there to listen. Often silence, you know, journeying with someone is absolutely fine just to listen, right? If you're someone who naturally likes to offer up a solution or advice... Just a big hint for you here, it, it might be time just to bite your tongue for a moment. Hold back, just be there, because this is about them uh, and not about you at this point, yeah? Claire's taught me well over the years that actually, yeah, she's taught me well. <laughs> what do you say? James, James. she says, James, James I, I just need you to listen. I, 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 don't, I don't need a solution right now, I just need you to listen, okay. I've learned, I've learned quite well. I? Yeah, She's nodding. If you can't see that at the back, She's, I'm doing all right. But seriously, our just being there for someone is a huge part of the care that God wants us to bring to someone else's journey. And as Jesus does this journey with the two disciples, he draws alongside them. And we see a number of further principles which can help and guide us as we journey with others along our path let's so let's just have a look at a few of these things so uh, Luke 24:17 it says he asked them what are you discussing so intently as you walk along so first of all we see that Jesus uh, expresses empathy uh, and people you know people are usually incredibly grateful when you give them time and care it, it's something and it's something we can all do I came across this uh, email uh, this week as I was preparing a very simple example but it was it was from a family who uh, we we as one church, not just me, others as well, had come alongside uh, when one of their, uh, when their, their father had died actually. And they said, dear Pastor James, this is such as, I won't use the names, this is such and such writing, daughter of Ladida. We met briefly at my dad's funeral and like, and like my sisters, I was deeply grateful for all the care which was shown by the church to my dad and, and the, this other person during those last difficult weeks and also in the arrangements surrounding the funeral Thank you so much. Just a privilege to uh, come alongside people and journey with people and show empathy. Jesus expresses empathy to these disciples. Um, he, he asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you, as you walk along? He was with them on their journey. He wanted to know what was troubling them. You know, why are you looking so sad, boys? What's going on? Jesus also, he lets them tell the story. And we, as we draw alongside people, we should let, let them tell their story because um, in verse 19 Jesus says what things Jesus asks, all innocently but not really you know there's countless times when I've had the privilege of simply sitting alongside someone and let them tell their story it's powerful and there's something very encouraging and uh, helpful for someone if we can just let them talk let them process and simply be there to hear their story uh, and that's what Jesus did Jesus let them tell their story we can see also in that account that Jesus, he focuses on perspective and he, he focuses on hope. And uh, Jesus also brings amazing grace and truth into that situation. So verse 27 said, then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So he opened their eyes. I mean, he he would have done it very gracefully uh, with with kind words but he opened their eyes to the truth he went through you know what we know as the old testament the writings of moses and the prophets i mean it would have been an incredible conversation he'd have said guys re- remember this bit in genesis exodus that all that bit in Leviticus? because all these things it's all about me it's all about me it's all all this has been fulfilled and he very graciously went through the scriptures with them and and their eyes began to open oh yeah It's all about Jesus. It's all come true. It's all what he said would happen. It's amazing. So Jesus brings grace and truth to them. And that's something that we should do as we journey alongside others as well. Uh, Bring grace, but bring truth. I remember sitting with a guy who was uh, out of work. And let's just say that nothing yeah take this the right way he this this guy was a unique character but he he was out of work and I let's just say he was not being particularly proactive in uh, looking uh, for a job so I I had a bit of time listening I prayed with him Uh, but as well I bought so I was was gracious I was kind uh, but but also I brought brought the truth to him I said look basically mate you've got to you know, I challenged him to pull his finger out to get off his backside and start applying for more jobs and, and putting more time into it. So I was kind, I listened, but you've you got to bring some truth as well. You, you can't just say to them, oh, yeah, it be all right, mate. You sit, you sit there all day, all day long, and your job will just fall on your lap. No, it won't. You've got to go out and do something. Grace and truth. I think that's what Jesus brought to these guys on the journey, grace and truth. Actually, if we don't bring God's truth to people in a grace-filled way, we're offering nothing better than the world offers already. We're just offering empty words, feel-good phrases. And then I've got to be honest, people, they're not going to set anyone free. But if we bring God's grace, God's truth into people's situations as we journey alongside them, that is what will set them free. Amen. Amen. We see further in the passage, so uh, uh, verses 28 to 30, that uh, Jesus ministers to their need. So another characteristic that God wants us to have to, as we journey alongside with others. So says, by this time they were nearing Emmaus and the end of the journey, and Jesus acted as if he was going on, but they begged him, stay the night with us since it is getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Uh, so Jesus ministers to their need. I mean, that was the most... Uh, incredible time of breaking of bread ever, wasn't it? And that, that, their eyes were open. So Jesus ministers to their need. Uh, Jesus brings enlightenment. Uh, he says, suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. So he bought, uh, on the journey to them, he bought uh, enlightenment. And we can bring that to others as well with God's grace and his power. And then the last thing I get from here is that Jesus re-energizes them. So he's on this journey, they, they get to Emmaus and uh, they're re-energized from having Jesus with them on the journey. And God wants us to be people that draw alongside people on their journey and help re-energize them, yeah? To bring what we have for them. Because it says in verse 33, and within the hour, they're on their way back to Jerusalem. So they, they, were, they were pumped, they were ready to go again. I mean, they just walked seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus. Uh, they get there, they break bread, have a bit of charges, and then within the hour, woof, they're back. I mean, that's quite a war, right? Another seven miles back. So they definitely got, they were definitely more, a bit more upbeat, a bit more energized than, than the journey there. They, they, they were pumped. They really were. They're ready to get back there and tell everyone. Uh, so all these amazing principles and things that we see Jesus brought to the disciples on their journey, they're, they're things that God is speaking to us about that we can bring to others Uh, as we draw alongside them on on their journey so number one at the start of the journey before we even set out we need to be plugged into the source of all comfort yeah if we're not plugged into him if we're not receiving our uh, grace and power and strength from him then we're not going to have a lot to offer to others on the journey so that's number one secondly we need to be on the journey we need to be intentional about being on the journey Jesus joined the two disciples walking to Emmaus on their journey and we need to be intentional about coming alongside others and we can all do this every one of us in the room who is God laying on your heart that is calling you to journey alongside to help give strength and grace amen so that's the second thing and, and thirdly as we um, come more into land I was thinking about this thing about remaining on the journey and the faithfulness of God. You see, we, we see in the account that Jesus, he, he patiently walks alongside the disciples. Uh, he processes stuff with them and remains on the journey with them as they walk to Emmaus. And as I said, the overall journey was about seven miles. So it, it's reasonable to assume that Jesus was with them for a fair few hours, because unless you're an incredibly quick walker, seven miles is, is going to take a fair while to to it's going to take a fair while to get there, right? So, remaining on the journey is really important. And we know, of course, just you know, in case we needed a reminder that Jesus is always on our journey. Whoever you are in the in the room, uh, Jesus is always on our journey. And the facts are that God is always incredibly faithful. And we've heard it, you know, it's coming through a little bit this morning through the words, etc., about the faithfulness of God. Yesterday, yes, but He's He's, he's faithful today and he will be into tomorrow God's very nature is faithfulness let me just read you a few uh, a few verses just because these are the truth and this will sink into you more than anything else Uh, Jesus said to his disciples just before he left him uh, talking about his faithfulness and staying with them. he says teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this I am with you always even to the end of the age, yes? He's always with us, no matter what your situation, whatever you're going through, He's always with you. Psalm 25, verse 10, the Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness to all who keep His covenant and obey His commands. Psalm 36, verse 5, your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens, your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Psalm 100, verse 5, for the Lord is good, His unfailing love continues forever, and His faithfulness continues to all each generation God remains with us on the journey he's always faithful I was thinking of a a particular lady connected with uh, one church her journey with church started out on uh, what was an emerge course which used to be part of open hands just helping uh, ladies uh, around the whole thing of self-esteem and getting built up in their relationship with God and uh, she came from a Muslim background, but she came into the uh, emerged course. Uh, she got saved, she got baptised, and she's been on the journey ever since. And many people from the life of one church have walked with her on her journey, and she's still carrying on uh, that journey, uh, still needing help, but that, that's fine. But many faithful people have continued to walk with her on her journey. And uh, just as God remains on our journey, so we need to remain faithful and consistent in walking with others on their journey amen, amen. and can i just just a, f- a few little things to say remaining on the remaining on the journey means we cannot carry all the weight ourselves yeah, uh, so some i i, I get this so, some people will naturally carry the weight and burden of others more more than more than you may do but I believe God wanted to just to emphasize this this morning, that as we journey with others, as we help them, uh, God says to us, don't don't carry all the weight yourself. Because, yeah, we're designed to come alongside people and help people. Of course we are. And we're called to play our part, uh, but we cannot possibly carry everyone's load. Uh, Some of us may, naturally speaking, able to put things down easier than others in terms of emotions and carrying other people's stuff but uh, I get that but ultimately God tells us all of us that uh, to give all of our cares and our concerns to him he d- He didn't design us to carry everyone's troubles and everyone's burned you, you just can't do that it'll end up you're, it'll end up probably crushing you 1 Peter 5 7 give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you amen, amen. so yes we journey alongside people we we listen we we help them carry but don't carry it all yourself because it, it, it'll crush you. Give all your worries and cares to God for He cares about you. So if you've, you know, if, if you're journeying with someone and it is particularly difficult, it's emotionally uh, draining, you've you got to make sure that at the end of the day or whenever it is, you say to God, God, this this is, you know, you see this, this is this is difficult, but but I give it to you. Amen. You you cannot you cannot carry it yourself. Remember how big God is, yeah? It is pretty massive. And in case you've forgotten, God is pretty massive. Yeah? Let him take the load. There's billions of people on the earth right now, yeah? And he sees and loves every single person on the earth. I think he's probably big enough to take the load of our journey. What do you think? Yeah? Yeah? It's good. And just as we come to a close, another great principle from this account, Jesus uh, walked, listened, then he he showed them the bigger story. I love this. It's always good to show people we're journeying with the bigger story, something beyond themselves, something, something into the future. He said this. Let me just read the verses again. He says, "You foolish people! That was a bit harsh. You, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have have to suffer all these things before entering His glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining." From all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Jesus gave them the bigger picture right there. He said, look, guys, this was all written. This was all written down. It's all, this is all going to come true. This is, the bi- this is the big picture. No wonder they are re-energized. And I think leading someone to the bigger story shows care and concern for the individual, uh, not just challenging and addressing the issue. Yet, yes, we face the real issues. Of course, we do. But we remind people of the bigger picture. And ultimately what God has in store for us. It reminded me as I was preparing this, the verse from 1 Corinthians 2.9. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Because no, no matter what journey someone is on, how difficult it may seem at the time, the bigger picture is this. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. For those who love God, that is an incredible future. Yeah. No matter how tough some stuff may seem right now, we are just, honestly, guys, we, we are just passing through this earth right now. We're on this journey, passing through the best and most incredible things are in the future. And that's an eternity uh, with God in heaven. And I, you know, we, we can't begin to describe how amazing that's going to be. But, um, yeah, we, we're... We're not citizens of this earth, ultimately we're citizens of heaven. So whatever the challenge of the journey right now, it's going to pale into insignificance the incredible future that we have in God. And that's not an airy-fairy thing, it's absolutely real. It's absolutely real. So we remain on the journey with others and demonstrate the faithfulness of God. So just as we finish, let's just simply remind ourselves of of what we've thought about this morning. We've been thinking about what it means to journey alongside others. And our own journey It's a gift that can be used to bless and help another person. So the things that you have experienced, the things that you've gone through on your journey, and the things that you have learnt, they are a gift from God to help others on their journey. Yeah, It's not to keep to ourselves. It's not, yes, you could say, I've learnt this, I've learnt that, that was a great season. But ultimately, God gives us these things to... Help others. It's about one another. It's not about focusing on ourselves, it's about others. So number one, before we start out on the journey, remember we've got to be plugged into the source of all comfort. If we're not plugged into him, if we're not in his presence, if we uh yeah, not timing his word, etc., then we're gonna quickly run out of juice and uh, we're not gonna be a lot of help to others. Let me just say a word about that. So, some well, re- regularly you will you you know, from up the front here, or people in, leaders encouraging you. You know, spend time in the Word, spend spend time with Him. Uh, all of which is very true. That, that's what that's what we need to do. But ultimately, you've got to want to spend time uh, with your heavenly Father. So, I you know I read the Bible every day. I have I have time with Him, praying, etc. Uh, and some, don't get me wrong. Sometimes the day to it, day it's a discipline. You, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily feel like that, but you, you do it because you know it's the best thing you could ever do. But ultimately, I, I have time in God's word and, and with Him praying because uh, I love time in the presence of my Heavenly Father. And it's not because someone told me to do it or I should. That's what you do as a Christian. It's because we uh, want to draw close to Him. And maybe that's just a word for someone this morning that. Um, yes there is a discipline and a routine to it but ultimately um, you've got to want to be able to draw close to your heavenly father and have time in his presence and know that's the best for your life so number one plugged into the source of all comfort number two uh, we need to be on the day-to-day journey we often need to be intentional about engaging on the journey and going on that journey with others and uh, thirdly let's be committed to remaining on that journey Let's not bail out halfway, but let's remain on the journey. And don't forget, in all of this, uh, Jesus is the center of this story. He's the center of the journey. He came alongside us at the cross. He forgave our sin and guilt, but he didn't leave us there. Uh, He set us on an amazing journey where we can come alongside others uh, with the grace and truth he's imparted to us. So if we ourselves have received any measure of grace and truth, and of course we have in our experience, uh, God calls us to take that resource and journey with others. This is the Jesus model, to journey alongside others. We just bow our heads a moment. I'm just going to pray. And we're just going to worship together again. Father, thank you for this brilliant account. Lord, we see of Jesus coming alongside these two disciples, Lord, as they walked the road to Emmaus. Wow. Lord, they they started off pretty gloomy, pretty dejected, but by the end of it, they were, well, they were on cloud nine. They were buzzing because, uh, Lord, you'd open their eyes and you'd shown them a future and they they suddenly realised that um, all that you'd said was true and that you weren't dead, you were alive, and it, all that that meant incredible. Father, so thank you. Thank you for that amazing example that we see of Jesus journeying with the disciples. And Father, we, we pray this morning, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, for myself and brothers and sisters, Lord, here and in the room, Lord, that we, uh, Lord, would be a people that would journey alongside others. Lord, not for our benefit, but Lord, for, for their benefit. But Father, I pray that uh, that you know. I'm sure you've been speaking already in, about certain people, Lord. Maybe dropping names into people's minds about Lord who you're calling us to journey with. But Father, I pray, uh, Lord, that as your people, we would take on board what you're saying, Lord. We would be intentional. We'd be there for people, Lord. We would journey alongside them. We'd be consistent in that journey, and we would remain faithful in that journey. And Father, we know in all that we need your grace and truth, and your power and strength lord to enable us to carry on that journey so father simply we give these things to you and uh, we pray this morning that you would bring those opportunities and help us lord to look out for one another and to journey well with one another we pray lord in jesus name amen
0: thank you pastor james for that great message the next part of our Paraclesis series will be next week and in the meantime, if you need any prayer or support or you would like someone to journey with you this week, know that we are here. Get in touch today. Coming up in church life, there's so much to be looking forward to. Here's your family news for One, two, three, four. Firstly, the Acts of Kindness appeal for open hands is open and we're giving chocolate eggs to all our guests this Easter. So continue to bring in those gifts to give away and let's make a difference together. Secondly, next week is Mother's Day, and as part of every one church site, we have a special video, a time of prayer, and a gift for every woman over the age of 13. So join us, and why not bring a special woman in your life to church this Sunday? Thirdly, the Encounter Night is coming up on the 26th of March. We have loved these nights as we've made space to meet with God and see what He wants to do amongst us. Join us at 7 p.m. in 10 Frog Island, and we would love to see you there. And finally, Easter is coming. We'll update you with more dates next week, but get ready for a week of prayer, fasting, coming together and gathering on Good Friday, and an amazing celebration on Easter Sunday morning. So on the 9th of April in the morning at every one church site, who could you invite to church this Easter? And that is your Family News for.